0: grace and peace. This is Isaac Adams, and the podcast you're listening to is called United We Pray. It's a podcast devoted to calling for prayer amid a time of racial division in local churches and trying to encourage reliance upon God during racial strife, specifically reliance in prayer.
1: I'm studying missiology at the Oxford Center for Mission Studies in Oxford, England, and which that puts me in line with a whole bunch of folks that are from the two-thirds world because our school was founded by two-thirds world people to solve two-thirds world concerns. And so I get to hang out with them on the regular.
0: For all of us who aren't from the two-thirds world, can you define that?
1: Yeah, most of the world is uh, not Western. (laughs) So... (laughs) It's two-thirds. It's the majority of the world. Mm. And, um, yeah. It's not? Thank you. Yeah. Can you believe that? So, yeah. there it is. Yeah. The subdominant Good. cultural voices in the Are world. We, we're not
2: the center of the universe? What? I
1: know. <laughs> to God in
0: Today, I'm with my co-host Trillia Newbell. Trillia.
2: Hello. What, up? Good, what to, up? good
0: good to hear you, girl. Glad um, to and, you. And uh Trill, we have a guest today. Uh Karen Ellis.
1: Ooh, <laughs> yes. Come on. The
0: lovely, <laughs> the indomitable Karen Ellis. Oh, may it now, be Car- so.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> now Karen, before I forget, I mean, I'm going to say this before I introduce any uh Things about this specific episode, you feel free to break out in song at
1: any point. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, now, permission I w- granted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would just saying, like, a secret hope of mine <laughs> is that Karen will break out in song at some point on this episode.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So you. You feel this freedom. All right. Um, sister, thank you for joining us.
1: It's good to be with you. It's good to be with you both. Uh, you're two folks that I've really admired your work, and I'm just I'm glad and honored to have a chance to sit down and just chat with you and get to know you better and uh, maybe hash some things out. And hopefully I can understand some things a little bit better just by uh, hanging out with you. Aw, thanks, friend.
0: Amen, sis. Well, what we're planning to talk with you about today is as we talk about race and unity and the gospel and the church uh, and, and prayer, as we, as this podcast is Lord willing baked in, and that's what this podcast is about, mm. uh, we specifically want to talk about persecuted Christians. So you've already introduced yourself in the, in the work you're doing in missiology um, and the, in the, work, in the, in the amount of time and the work you do with the two-thirds world, as you've described it. Uh, so that's what we want to talk to you about. Trillia is going to kick us off and we'll we'll hop into this conversation as we have some questions
1: for you. All right, come on sis. When, when we
2: first asked you on the show, you hesitated and said, "Quote, I am not an expert on this topic, but I can lend my voice in prayer." That is it's humble and um it really it really reflects what I know of you from Um, The few times that we've gotten to speak and be together, you are a woman who I would say is um, marked by humility. And it's also um, something that actually keeps people from speaking into this topic. So what encouragements do you have for those who feel like they have to be an expert in order to engage on the
1: topic of race and unity, et cetera? That's so funny. I'm glad you thought it was humble. I really just don't like looking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) that's what it comes down to maybe
0: maybe there's some
1: pride in there going on I love it No, I (laughs) I don't think any of us should have a problem admitting we haven't studied something extensively but that being said just because we haven't studied something uh, that shouldn't keep us from speaking to an issue I guess I think more about how people are going to receive information and knowledge that people with platforms send out whenever we posture as experts on a subject when we're not um, mm, yeah. That's good. I, I guess I've learned. Uh, I think from following harmful voices in the past that my discernment filters haven't always been as, I guess, well calibrated as they could be, and uh, I guess I always hedge when people ask me to speak outside of my topic because there's a big gap between opinion and researched knowledge. Uh, matter of fact, the more I study missiology uh, in an academic setting. Uh, you know, missiology is just a bunch of ologies strung together, you know, theology, sociology, ecclesiology. Uh, the more I realize that with just about any topic, until a person does the research, somebody's analysis might just be their untested claims and opinions. And so the potential for error increases and is sometimes even harmful to people. So I just, I guess I hedge because I'm mindful of that. I'm respectful of people who've put the hard work in. And, um, Social media is just ripe with untested, unproven opinions. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a
0: resounding theme that keeps coming back. Is
1: Is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, as people of truth, it's up to us to discern the difference between like an uninformed opinion, which might be right sometimes – and an informed opinion, which may be flat out wrong, and an expert who's put the time in to study a subject and submitted themselves to critical review, which can also still be misguided. So the better I admit the differences in these three, the better I can discern whose voice I want to invite into my heart and my mind and my life. Um, but that's not that what is you asked. So me. good.
2: Oh, <laughs> that is that's really good. We all need to hear it. I'm
1: sorry, I used up <laughs> half the time with like a, a me ramble. Too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, all right. That's not what you asked me though. So let me but, get your question. You no, know,
2: that's very important in order for us to proceed because that mm. I think that is what you've said. I was writing notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, please keep talking. Karen.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you caught it because it'll never come out like that again.
2: (laughs) I was like, "That's good." Did Karen write that down? No, that was (laughs) that was was very good and incredibly helpful. Now on to that how how do we? Because most of us aren't studied, most of us aren't um, experts. We don't have PhDs in Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in sociology. We we are, but we we live and experience, and so often we are asked as people of color our experience just because of. The nature of who we are, right? And everyone doesn't have to engage in this conversation,
1: right? Right. We
2: we need to go ahead and say that you have the freedom not to, but it it often is is a part of um, just being who we are. So, Mike, how do we um, those who Who maybe have a desire to, but aren't. They're not experts. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, see, the thing is, we have, uh, you know, no matter what our experience is, we have, God's given us, A, his word, and B, his Holy Spirit, right? So we've got an anchor that nobody else in the world has. We have an anchor that 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 we can go to to understand, you know, how we should understand the things that happen to us. And that's really what that's the the for me, you know, when people are like, "Oh, why don't you speak on this topic?" I'm like, "Well, you know, I'm just going to go straight back to the word because that's right. the the most concrete thing I have, even more solid than my experience or my observations. Um, yeah. And, and you know, God's given us minds. He's given us experiences and, and minds to process them. But I'm always going to be matching those up against the word. You know, you asked um, uh, about people who feel like they need to be experts on top on a topic in order to engage. I've observed that people who wait and watch before they weigh in on a topic often get judged harshly by people who pressure them for social media immediacy. And something I've learned from the underground in the two-thirds world is that a person has to move according to their personality, according to their wisdom, and according to their their, their gifting. And I'm telling you, the underground teaches me that it's okay to be quiet. I never, mm. I, I no longer underestimate the power of quiet strength. I live mm. and I move in a world that actually values the subdominant cultural position as one of power and strength, and just because somebody's quiet that doesn't mean they're not engaged and they're not involved. Um, Absolutely, see what I'm saying? Absolutely.
2: My husband's a re- a great example of that. He is um, a quiet leader. He's a but he is. It, it's it's interesting to watch him <laughs> engage on t- topics like this, yeah. where he will he will maybe slide in a comment, but or he will praise he prays or he waits and watches. And he's mm-hmm. leading our family very well, right? And so, but it's but he's not going to be shouting on social media. He wouldn't, <laughs> right? He's not going to be tweeting every day like me. Right. I tweet every day. He's not going to do it, right? Um, But yeah, he's leading and leading effectively, and so I I just really appreciate that comment for those who who are engaged. They're engaged locally, or they're engaged in prayer, or they're engaged. Um, in ways that people aren't going to necessarily see, especially on social media.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, I've learned that the things the things of the kingdom are rarely popular or announced. Once in a great while, they are. But the things of the kingdom are rarely popular or announced. And you remember that song from The Four Tops? Your husband reminds me of that song, Still Waters. Remember that song? Sing it, girl. Still Sing water, it. Come on, Kara. Still waters. Ooh. Still, still At waters third. run deep. You remember that? Okay, so <laughs> I, I don't. But. <laughs> oh, you guys are too young. Oh my gosh. No, 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 no! I grew up on that. I grew okay. up on that. Still waters run deep. Yeah, and it's there's a there's a I don't know if y'all know this, but I used to be a, a classically trained actress, and there's this play in the in the lexicon of. Um, of uh, classical theater called The Stronger by Harold Pinter. It's a two-person play, and it's driven by one person during doing most of the talking throughout the play. And he's constantly mm-hmm. trying to elicit a response from the other character on stage and elicit approval from the audience. But the character who says very little is the one for whom the play is named, and that person is the Stronger. And it's an interesting perspective that the this guy, the guy who wrote the play, tapped into. When my voice doesn't have to dominate the space, I feel mm. like I'm the stronger, and there's a there's a power and quiet strength that's quite liberating. Um, Maya Angelou wrote, you know, in Phenomenal Woman, I don't have to walk or shout, I don't have to uh, talk real loud. I'm a woman phenomenally. So uh, I'm finding that the more I hang out with the underground, the more I'm. Aging into, (laughs) because we're all aging, right? Aging into a place of quiet strength that I see and I admire. Uh, And the quiet strength is not passive. A lot is happening in apparent quiet. And I think with all the noise, sometimes we miss those voices because we're lost in the sound of all these other voices, so actions speak a lot louder than words, and they make a dent in eternity as well. So, uh, it, it, you know, if if you're not feeling like you're that person who has to stand up and have an answer for everything, that's cool. Act, do something, and trust mm. that God sees you. God sees you. He sees your work, and He knows you're doing. It. There are a lot of unsung people doing deep, lasting Absolutely. work in the quiet.
0: I'm, you, I'm just sitting here. Wondering what I'm doing on this podcast. <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> so I don't know if we're putting this in, but Carl, our producer, fired me before we started. <laughs> said he wants Karen. <laughs> and now I'm like, please, I fire myself. Let's just have Karen on. You and Julia, you and Karen take this for season
1: you Y'all two. are That's too crazy. Um, too
0: crazy. <laughs> wow, Karen. um yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, what you're saying, sister, is just so helpful. And Thabiti said this to me once. We, we want to be very, very, very slow to root authority in our experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to, to necessarily say um, that, uh, to just speak out of our experience and to universalize it, one, mm. and assume it's everyone's experience, mm-hmm. and then to moralize it, too, which mm-hmm. is to enforce that lie.
1: Well, isn't that kind of how we got here in the first place? Right? So we can't we can't swing back with the same answer, you know? It's like the generalization of an experience. It's like wait a minute. Everybody's experience is not like this. You know? And right. then the- We were just
0: talking about that. We talked about that in the Jackie Hill episode. So at well you're talking about kind of how we got here. So how have you seen the conversation about race and unity change among evangelical Christians over the years? Hmm. And has you how is your prayer life then? changed over the years.
1: Oh man. Well Satan keeps playing us for suckers and I just hate him for it, especially <laughs> especially in America on so many different levels, but particularly in the area of race. I mean don't ooh, don't make me cuss on your podcast. <laughs> If anybody can make me cuss it's Satan, you know, I hate him so much. I mean, he hates everybody on the earth, and he especially hates God's people. But sometimes I feel like with him and black folk is like personal, you know. So you put that together with the church, and it just, it makes me so angry. I am grateful, I think, more and more as I move on the ground. Because I don't just work globally, I also work locally. Yeah.
0: And I, and I was gonna say earlier, you know, like even just being about the work public. If you're if you're gonna be about work publicly, you have got to be about it locally. It's true. It's I've true. I've been convicted of that. It's moment.
1: true. And the more you, the more global work you do, and the more local you work to you do in conjunction with each other, you'll see that they actually are hand in glove. Um, mm. So I'm grateful for a handful of folk who are getting wise to Satan's ways. They're realizing that um, our enemy is not each other, uh, and they're creating a different conversation that's kind of underneath the din and they're finding like-minded people and they're continuing to work together while they're still walking with each other through difficult conversations to difficult times. Um, these are the people that I was referring to who are doing this quiet work, you know, underneath all of our national and political and cultural conversations. I, may this tribe increase. Um, how has my prayer life changed?
0: About these topics specifically.
1: Uh, are you sure you want to hear this? Cause it's going to change you.
0: <laughs> I mean, we, we can, we can always edit it out, but you already kicked me off my own show. So, I mean, it's, it's your show now. You say oh, what you man. want. Oh,
1: man. I think the most significant shift I've experienced in my prayer life over all issues, not just this one, uh, happened about this time last year when I was talking with somebody from the underground in a casual conversation. And he just tossed out the fact that they fast six months out of the year in the underground. If they don't fast, they go to jail. And he said, "We fast one month on, one month off. We do the Daniel fast. Basically, they're eating vegan for a whole month." He said, "If we don't pray, fast, and pray, we get arrested." And we read the Book of Acts, and we see it come to life. And it changed me. And um, I decided to. So these
0: are these are these are Christians saying, yeah. if they don't pray and fast, they get arrested."
1: That's right, they get arrested. These are underground Christians. Um, The first round of fasting for me was like going into the gym after not being in there for 20 years and trying to bench press 200 pounds. And, you know, it wasn't actually the food. It was just what I saw as the Holy Spirit pulled back the veil. Um, It was intense. And he thoroughly messed up my life by reintroducing me to our spiritual tools. Um, uh, The truth is, um, I think um, I'm not the only one who is spiritually flabby.
2: I think we're a lot—there's lots of us who are f- yeah, spiritually Yeah, I, I admit glad. it. Oh, yeah. I admit it willingly. Most of us. Most um,
1: of the us. Bible yeah. tells us our weapons aren't of this world, and I don't think that—I um, think I think we don't take our spiritual weapons seriously in all the battles. Uh, there's even a huge push from secular and even some Christian voices who are trying to denigrate prayer and fasting amidst our trials. Well, of course people want you to stop praying. But the Mm. great thing about prayer and fasting is that whether it's about race or whether it's about uh, wisdom or whether it's about, uh, you know, hey, I'm sorry, I'm a presbycostal breaking strongholds um, that, you know, in people's lives, you know, fasting and prayer are two, they're two major weapons that nobody can take out of my hand. Nobody can disarm it. Nobody can steal it from me. I choose when I want to fast and when I'm going to pray. And uh, so I guess... I guess I have pressed into praying and fasting specifically on a lot of the issues that are um, are distressing our country and distressing the body, uh, dividing the body. Um, I'm not great at it, um, but that's, that's the thing. I don't have to be great at it. <laughs> yeah. Oh hallelujah. You know, all I have yes. to do is just be faithful and just keep getting back on the tip, you know?
2: Mm. I'm glad you said that because um, for those who are listening and, and maybe you haven't been praying about this topic, that we aren't we aren't expert prayers. We are desperate for God and and yes. that's yes. the posture that we pray that we take and that you take as we're um, seeking him and mm. and seeking to pray in this. And so Karen, I have um, a question for you. I, I think I know the answer. Yes, is my guess. But it seems like racial disunity, I'll use that, is everywhere. So, But the question is, so often in the States, we have the privilege of not worrying about intense persecution. Um, When you look at persecuted Christians, is unity over racial matters a challenge for them? Or are we talking about something that's uniquely American?
1: That's a great question. Um, I think there is a desire to push the American race conversation onto other people and cultures, but the underlying problem is inherent in all of us. It just happens to express itself as race in America and other places. But what, from what I see, it often expresses itself in other ways around the globe, whether it's in terms of classism or tribalism. Uh, there's always, in every culture, I don't care what culture you are, there's always a dominant culture in every society, even among monocultures, and how that dominance expresses itself varies from region to region, wherever it presents itself. It's a, it's just a manifestation of the fall. I mean, the first thing, first thing somebody had to do as soon as you know, as soon as the world, the apple got bit, the first thing that happened was you know somebody had to oppress somebody else, right? And then it just escalates, re- goes escalates real fast with Cain and Abel. You know, and they're like, I'm going to exercise my dominance over you. I'm going to kill you. Hmm. Um, So, one thing I can say about the underground is they're pretty creative in how they go about weaponizing reconciliation between hostile people groups. Um, uh, I'll tell you a quick story about these two dudes in Saudi Arabia. Uh, there's the, the Saudi government is known for its inhumane treatment of um, religious dissenters. So you can't be a Saudi citizen if you're not a Muslim, and leaving Islam gets you a charge of either apostasy or death or thrown in jail. And so there's this guy named Imad Al Abdi who was tortured for converting to Islam, and he they put him in solitary confinement, and they were like, okay, you're still you're still thriving. Why are you worshiping? Why are you singing? So they throw him in a cell with 81 hostile jihadist prisoners. And they're expecting they're going to neutralize him. But instead, he brings the truth of Christ, and they're like, well, we can't touch him, right? So they refuse to kill him, and he gets released, and he flees to an undisclosed location. Now, he is a convert from the Shiite sect of Islam. He's a Shiite, right? And he started this ministry of reconciliation, hosting a devotional TV show on uh, Al-Hayat TV with Dr. Khaled al-Shamari, who's a convert from the Sunni sect of Islam. Now, what does that have to do with reconciliation? A lot of people consider these two cultures of the Sunnis and the Shias to be 100% irreconcilable. Wow. Sunnis and Shias have been hating on each other since 632 AD. Yet, These two men, having both suffered together for their faith, they're showing on this program how Christ unites across historical and cultural lines. And their show is called um, The Saudi Saudi Magazine. And what people see when they watch it is centuries upon centuries of animosity between two cultures erased at the foot of the cross. That's amazing. I'm looking at this, I'm looking at them, and I'm hearing their story, and I'm thinking, so how many conferences did you guys attend on racial reconciliation? And they're like, none. We just believed God's word was true. That's awesome. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, hold the phone. Wow. Hold the phone. Wow. And this kind of stuff, I'm seeing this kind of stuff happen in the two-thirds world um, with, you know, Jewish-Arab relations and reconciliation there. And so they give me hope that it's possible. Um, I see that it exists in, on many, many, many different levels in many different ways, not just race.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, but I also see the breadth and the expanse and the depth of what Christ is able to do. And so I still maintain hope um, that there are existing, even today... In usually in small unvoiced communities, people who are racially reconciled and just doing the work of the kingdom together. Karen, um,
2: besides being speechless, I am in tears. <laughs> I just, yeah. I just yeah. think yeah. Um, this is what we need. To, we need to hear these stories. We need to know. Mm. Um, I think. We need to hear them, and and it wasn't a magic pill. It wasn't some conference. It was Jesus, and that is, uh, it. I am, and his word. His word
0: was his
1: sufficient. word. Yeah. His Let word. me tell you, it yes. challenges me because I want. Uh, it's it's not what I'm. It's not what I want. <laughs> I want something else. I want something other than that. I don't want it. To, I don't know what it is about me. Like, I guess maybe it's my maybe it's my human nature. I don't want it to be that simple. But if I, you know, a part of missiology is studying uh, history, and I look across history, and I see whites, blacks, First Nations, throughout America's ugly, nasty, sordid, twisted Christianity history, I see them doing the same things. And I'm like, God, has it always been here among us? hmm, hmm. And we've just been missing it. So I'm what's what's become more and more appealing to me is exploring this other, not countercultural, but totally other cultural reality that people are doing something that other folks look into and they look at it and they look at the community that they've created and they're like, "What are you people doing? That's so different." And so I'm not saying that structural structures don't need to be changed. I'm grateful when people exercise the kingly function and, you know, give give justice where justice is due and reorganize structures. But there's something going on from the underneath, I think, too, that needs to be acknowledged. There's a power there. There's a power in that powerlessness that we need to tap into as well.
2: Amen. Okay. I am. I'm sorry. This. I, I will shut up, Isaac, but I will beg people to listen to this podcast. I am going to beg people <laughs> to listen because what hope?
0: Okay, okay. We've got to pray. That's what okay. we've been talking about. So we don't want yeah, to talk yeah, about yeah. prayer. We, we need to Amen. pray. Come, uh, on. come back for as listeners. Karen's going to come back. Yeah. Lord willing. She hasn't agreed. We haven't invited her, but here's her invitation. (laughs) This can be awkward if she turns it down in public. I'll come back. I'll come
1: back. I'm on record. I'm on record. I'll come (laughs) back.
0: There it is. Good. See, Trill, we got what we need. Amen. Let's, um, there's so, I mean, Karen, just they, I'm just wildly encouraged by you, sister. So let's take some of these things to the Lord Trillia. I'm going to ask you to open. Karen, I'll ask you to pray after Trillia. Then I will close us. Uh, let's pray.
2: Lord, I am, I'm overwhelmed and it's a good overwhelm, Lord. Um, I just think I want to worship you. (laughs) And Lord, I thank you that there is power in the cross and that our work is not in vain and that um, what is going on in um, other cultures and in the underground, things that are unseen, uh, Lord, that we get to hear about it and that Karen got to testify to your power and your grace and your work in the hearts of other peoples. And um, so God, I just, I worship you right now Mm. and just the thought of that you can break these That Ephesians 2 is true. You Mm. tore the veil of hostility Mm. in the body of Christ. And um, to hear about it um, and to know, we know that this is going on, but to hear about it, Lord, brings just such great hope and joy. So, Lord, thank you for building my faith. And I am confident that you are going to build the faith of so many others by hearing um, this testimony, and hmm. I think the, um, of the scripture that we are to comfort with the comfort that we've received from Christ, and how this is um, hmm. this is hmm. a this is comforting. <laughs> just thank it's you, a comfort. Jesus. Yes, thank you, Jesus. And hmm. so, um, Lord, I just I give you honor and I give you praise, and um, I acknowledge your holiness and your awesome power to 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 make. Men who hate one another, brothers and sisters, and brothers in Christ, and so, um, Lord, you are, you are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of our admiration. You are worthy of our, um, of our, of our hearts and devotion. So God, thank you for that. And Lord, I want to pray for all who related to Karen's spiritual flabbiness. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Lord, we're all flabby And we need to be strengthened by you, God And only only you can do that work So Lord, would you make us people of prayer That it wouldn't be something that we're just listening to this podcast And it's something that's um, kind of cool that we're doing But something that we live and breathe And we're walking That we would be um, always in prayer, God That we would be Um, aware of our need for you, that we'd be desperate, God, for you. And um, Lord, so would you do that in so many other areas? God, would you help us to be people of your word so that we can speak the gospel, Lord, so that we can... Um that so we know where our hope is so uh, Karen pointed to the word over and over again that is where our foundation is. God, if we aren't there, then we are. We are speaking just clang, uh, clanging symbols, clong, whatever mm-hmm. the you, Lord, you know your mm-hmm. word. We are symbols. Mm-hmm. We're making noise, Lord. We, may we not mm-hmm. be noisemakers, God? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So would you help us to be in your word? Would you help us to to cry out and pray to you, Lord? Would you make us people who who are who fast, God. This mm. is something we, we don't do in America unless mm. we're trying to diet. Lord, may it mm. not be. Lord, give us give it make us people who are hungry for these spiritual disciplines, not not for show, not to uh get not because we think we can earn anything, but because we are desperate for you, Lord. So and we want more of you, and it all points back to you. So God, um and and we want to be strong for the kingdom, strong for the mission. And so, God, would you make us strong for the mission? Um, May this all be about you and your glory and Christ's um, glory and that he'd be magnified and not about us for a minute. So, Lord, I pray you would do that. And I just thank you for this. (laughs) I thank you for Karen. I thank you for this um, reminder of our hope. And, um, ah, yeah, Amen. (laughs) Lord, yes, Lord.
1: i want to pray straight from john 15 because when we pray god's word back to him it's impossible for him to say no <laughs> so <laughs> as the father has loved you christ so have you loved us god help us to abide in your love if we keep your commandments we will abide in your love just as you kept your father's commandments and abide in his love These things, God, you spoke to your disciples and to us across the ages that your joy might be in us and that our joy may be full. And this is your commandment, that we love one another as you've loved us. Greater love has no one than this. And someone lay down his life for his friends. And we are your friends if we do what you command us. You don't call us servants anymore, God, for the servant doesn't know what his master is doing. But you've called us friends for all that you, we heard from you and all that you heard from the Father, you've made known to us. We didn't choose you, Lord. You chose us and appointed us that we should go and bear fruit and that that fruit should abide. Ho ho! what a promise, God so that whatever we ask the Father in your name, he might grant it. These things you've commanded us so that we'll love one another. Mm. God, keep us from deifying our brothers and sisters in the underground. We don't want to focus on any kind of perceived perfection, God. We just want to focus on their faithfulness and our unity with them. You've made us one, Lord, through our union with Christ. You've made... All the nations won, all the ethnicities won, all the classes won. We're stuck together, God, with one story, one Lord, one baptism, one body. And what you've made one, no man can rip apart. So we rest in this, God. We live this. We model it in a world where division is the loudest voice. Unity, God, might not be the first voice out the gate, but praise you. It may not be the loudest, but we praise you. That the unified voice is the one that's going to last into eternity. And for this yes, assurance, Lord. God. Amen. Yes, for this assurance, God, we thank you.
0: I'm going to read this quote. <laughs> Real quick, it's a step down. It's a man. It's from man, so it's not God's word. But it's it's Karen. What you're saying about the powerless and the the power of the powerless. Mm. Uh, it just reminds me so much of Christ. Yes, uh, when he was on the cross. Yes, one said. Uh, Theologian said, "Overcome." There, he himself was overcoming. Crushed by the ruthless power of Rome, he was himself crushing the serpent's head. Yes. Mm. The victim was the victor, Yes, Mm -hmm. and the cross is still the throne from which he rules the world.
1: Mm. Mm. Mm.
0: Now, Lord, we know you're high and lifted up. We know that Jesus is exalted at the right hand, and we praise you for that. Lord, I thank you for these sisters and their faithfulness and their hope. Lord, we're living in such time when hope is such a rare commodity. Yeah, Lord, I'm convicted because we seemingly have it so easy. How often have we talked about social media and feelings being heard and people saying things? But, Lord, oh, Lord, we think of our brothers and sisters around the world and do pray that you would strengthen them. Mm -hmm. Yes. Lord, as you've shown yourself faithful to do, would you strengthen them? Mm, People who are having grenades thrown through their church's windows, would you strengthen Mm. them? Oh, God. People who are actually getting thrown into jail for what they believe. Would you strengthen them, Lord? Oh, God. Oh, Lord, we thank you that Karen has been a voice for the voiceless here in this time. We pray that this episode would be an encouragement to many. Lord, we thank you that you give us what we need to hear exactly when we need to hear it. Yeah. Just like the people in Isaiah 8 and Isaiah 9 who are in deep anguish and gloom, and darkness under your judgment, and yet you said a Messiah was coming in Isaiah 9. Lord, we thank you that it's not just a holiday truth owned by Hallmark, Lord. That's the real truth. We praise you for that, Lord. Lord, we thank you that overcome, Jesus was overcoming, and that he has overcome. Mm, amen. And as your amen. word says, we can take heart, for you have overcome Oh, Lord, we praise you for that. Yes, God. Father, we, we we simply pray that we would be a praying people, that we would do this work, that we would not look upon it lightly. Lord, Lord, how many of us have been quick to say fasting is legalistic? How many of us have been quick to say hard work is legalistic and holiness is legalistic?
1: Mm.
0: How many of us have wanted a low-bar Christianity? Mm. And Lord, how many of us have eaten the fruit of that low bar? How many of us have wondered why there's so much disunity and yet not put our hand to the plow to work for unity? Father, we pray that you would help us. Father, we pray for everyone here who's not an expert listening to this show. Lord, we pray that you would give them wisdom in engaging both that you would keep us from this kind of passivity that that seems to come so natural to us. Mm. Father, let us never use lack of expertise as a guise for our laziness. Yes, God. Because we're so tempted to do so. God, let us use it as what drives us into learning more, and yet let us not mark loudness as virtue inerrantly, Lord. Oh, Father, 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 we want to be like Proverbs. We we, we even, the, the silence that's on this show, as our sisters are saying, Lord, there's so much noise around. But Lord, we praise you that there's coming a day where your truth will be the only noise there is, and it'll be the sweetest sound in everyone's ear.
1: Oh, Jesus. And
0: we'll love it, and we pray for that day as your word ends with a prayer.
1: Mm.
0: Come, Lord,
1: mm. come. Mm.
0: We pray this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Mm. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen.
0: Um, I am just blessed. Karen, thank you for joining us. Trill, this is the first time we had a a new denomination on the show, Presmacostal. (laughs)
1: Presmacostal. That was Uh, amazing. There's a lot of us out there, too. The
0: the underground. I mean, you're talking about it. (laughs)
1: hey uh, let me tell you you go over there you see stuff you don't have categories for it's like <laughs> I imagine. Yeah. That's well,
0: awesome. karen uh may god bless your work if you're listening mm. pray for the good work karen's doing you can follow her on twitter we're gonna put out her name i don't know how to say your name with the underscores and all that but it's some it's uh but she, karen's on twitter follow her work um <laughs> well oh carl just said show notes Check out the show notes. We'll have Karen's uh, information in there. You can follow us on Twitter at PrayPod. You can email us at PrayPod at gmail.com. If this episode was an encouragement to you, let us know. Email us. One way practically you can encourage us is you can swing by iTunes. You can rate and review us. That always helps spread the word. You can follow Trillia on, on her social media platforms at Trilia Newbell or see more at TrilliaNewbell.com. We'll have Karen's information in the show notes. I'm your host, Isaac Adams. Thank you so much for joining us. Grace and peace. while Karen's doing that, I think we need to award her most technologically savvy guest.
2: I mean, uh, seriously.
0: She's talking about Adobe sound. bit. I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, I knew Karen was gifted, but my goodness.
1: Uh, I think we're good. Um, I've got me and nobody else. So that's a good thing.
0: So you, all we need after this is for you to email that file to Carl. And wow, it has never been this simple.
1: If it's if Google it's Drive. a giant file, I'll Dropbox it to you. Yeah, or Google Drive it. My goodness,
0: Trilly, are you just a man? Like this is so easy. <laughs> um, I don't know exactly where the distribution of powers lies in this whole setup, but I'm just going to claim that I'm going to replace Isaac with you for next season.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Purely> based <laughs> based on I don't competency. know. You guys haven't heard me speak yet. I don't know. Isaac's pretty good at Amazing. what he does.
0: Uh, oh my goodness. I'm like, I'm like something. You got fired. You got fired <laughs> from my, by the from my own podcast. <laughs>